as uh, I was studying and I noticed we've been in the area of relationships and that. Earlier part of this week, I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, how does this actually fit in with um, what's going on? And the Lord began to minister to me about how um, one of the things we have to realize is that, again, our habitations become our habits. And whatever environment we dwell in, we bring those attitudes, those tendencies, those proclivities with us, along with us, into the body. And if I am a person who is toxic or dwelling in a toxic environment, it prevents me, prohibits me, hear this, from hearing and heeding to Holy Spirit. And if I'm not heeding to Holy Spirit, there's no way that I'm going to submit to the overseer that Holy Spirit has set over my life. And here's the thing we have to realize. You are only as good to your leader or faithful or committed to your leader as you are to the living God. You're not going to be more committed to me than you are to the living God. And when other people influence us in a negative fashion, if we are not careful, we bring those attitudes with us into the body, which causes division. Therefore, we're no longer united in one purpose and in our mission. So when we see the bigger picture of what God is trying to do, it's very uh, uh, important and essential that we understand that my environment matters. So today, just for a subheading under Toxic relationships, which we dealt with the last couple of weeks, or how we can continue to thrive in the midst of this pandemic. Um, let's talk about, you know, sometimes we often, and that's good to look throughout your environment, do and your environment, and do an assessment. But the hardest thing for a lot of individuals to do is to look at themselves. So let's ask the question today, am I the toxic person? And I, I want you, beloved, to really, and, and if you are a follower of Jesus, um, be true to yourself. And see, Holy Spirit can't heal until we yield. In, in, in other words, his, his power is only available to us if we yield to it. He's not going to force himself on us. So once we become aware of a situation, now we pull on his power to bring about the transformation. Oh, man. Could it be that, and although uh, many have done it, but we should not do that, blame this pandemic on the Lord. Now, some good can come out of it, but let's not blame him as the reason for it. But could it be that the church was becoming so to toxic that even in the midst of this 
time of separation and isolation, Holy Spirit is speaking to us about making some adjustments relative to our relationships. And as I thought about this, Holy Spirit reminded me, let's go there, of Romans, what was taking place in Romans chapter 13, beginning at verse 11, Romans 13, 11 through 14, Amplified, am I the toxic one? Let's look at this. Do this. See, people, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. And as Christians, we have to be sensitive and discerning to times and seasons. No man knows the day nor the hour, but he gives us seasons whereby we can know that we, we are closer now than we were a year ago, than we were when we first believed. Do this, and let me say this, just like every other biblical prophecy of old came to pass, they're still continuing to come to pass. And we can sit idle as if he's not coming back, but he's coming back. When? I don't know, but I do know that he's coming back. And you want to be a part of the remnant that shall be caught up. You don't want to be one that is left behind. Do this knowing that this is a critical time. It is already the hour for you to awaken from your sleep of spiritual complacency. For our salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed in Christ. The night, this present evil age is almost gone. And the day of Christ's return, do you see this? It's almost here. So let us fling away from the works of darkness and put on the full armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves, how? Properly and honorably as in the light of day. Not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity, irresponsibility, not in quarreling and jealousy. But clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision, nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regard to his proper desires. Remember that. Nor even think about gratifying the flesh in regard to what its proper, improper, excuse me, desires. This comes, or this wake-up call comes in the midst, listen of this, listen to this, in the midst of te apostle teaching about mutual love and acceptance in the fellowship of faith. It comes in the midst of bitter divisions eroding churches locally and globally. Listen to this. So he, he encourages them to wake up. Realize what's going on. And I submit to you, even during this time, this should be a time where we are waking up and becoming aware to what's going on. So he encourages them, instead of fighting each other, we should unite against a common enemy. And we've been saying it, it's been spoken prophetically here. Uh, other leaders in the body of Christ have been in tune saying the same thing. This is going to be, this is a time of a great revival or harvesting of souls. And those of us who are part of the body of Christ, we need to be in tune 
to the Spirit of God, unite with one another, not just locally and globally, but even as individuals, we need to unite with one another and realize that this is the time, if there's ever a time that, that is great for harvesting souls, it is now. If there's ever a time that I need to be in tune to what my seer is saying, it is now. If there's ever a time that I be, be united with what the, the ministry that God has called me to, it is now. If there's ever a time that I said live my life toxic free, it is now. 1 Corinthians 3, verses 1 through 3. See, we have to be true to ourselves. And ask the question, am I the one that's toxic? Am I the toxic one? Am I the one that's being intentional about doing harm? And it's, it's, it's not shocking, but you have people who set out because their perception is, is bent and flawed. Their sole intention is to create division, to create harm, to keep mess going on. Are you here? 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 3. Brothers and sisters, I couldn't talk to you as spiritual people. But as people still influenced by your corrupt nature. You were infants in Christ. You were infants in your faith in Christ. I gave you milk to drink. I didn't give you solid food because you weren't ready for it. Even now, you weren't ready. Listen, have this attitude. When we resume face-to-face -face worship... Be intent, be bent on, I'm ready for meat. Yeah. Pastor, I've grown over these last three months. I'm ready, I'm ready for some meat now. I want some substance now. Verse 3, because you were still influenced by your corrupt nature. When you are jealous and quarrel among, your, among yourselves, aren't you influenced by your corrupt nature and living by human standards or living as if you are not even in a covenant relationship with Jesus, living as someone who's outside of the kingdom, someone who does not even know Christ. Matter of fact, this church was so toxic that Paul said, listen, there are certain brothers and sisters in the faith that you should not be around because they are toxic. <clears throat> on a bed of grass, a chameleon, chameleon skin turns green. On the earth, it becomes brown. It, it changes to match its environment. Many creatures blend into nature with God-given camouflage suits to aid in their survival. That's their God-given suit of protection. It's natural to fit in and adapt to the environment. But followers of Christ, we are new creations born from above and changed from within. With, listen to this, with values and lifestyles that confront the world and clash 
with or excuse me, accepted norms and morals. True believers don't blend in very well. At least we shouldn't. Why? Because we are a peculiar people. We are of a royal priesthood. We are a strange, a people that is distinguished, a people that is very different than someone else. Here, the Christians at Corinth, they were struggling with their environment. Notice he said, you are still being influenced by your corrupt nature, which for most was the direct result of their environment. <laughs> Are you with me? They, their biggest challenge, even like some today, their biggest challenge was the inability to divorce the culture from which they came. <laughs> so they brought those same attitudes, and that's what we don't realize. We bring those same attitudes with us in the body of Christ. I've said, we've been saying it for years. Your mind does not get saved. Your spirit is regenerated. Your spirit is made anew. Your spirit is made alive. The real you, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with God, but your mind has to constant. See, it is our responsibility to work out our soul transformation, salvation. See, 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 here's the thing. We sh should constantly be coming into more and more like Christ, changing or exchanging our thoughts for the thoughts of Christ. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. For we have the mind of Christ. And see, a lot of people are trying to be like Christ without thinking like Christ. So enough, that's where you get that word hypocrite or hypocrite, which in the Greek simply means an actor under an assumed character. So they try to be like Christ without thinking like Christ. In other words, they, they change their behavior, which is short-lived. But And the reason why it's short-lived because they change their behavior without changing their thoughts. So that's where we get that fake and phony. Yes, Why? Because I'm trying to ad adapt my behavior yes, to where. But the Christians in Corinth were struggling with their environment, surrounded by corruption on it and every conceivable sin. Listen, they felt the pressure to adapt. Beloved, there should be, if you have to, it, it, if, if there's pressure on you to adapt into a certain environment, you are in the wrong environment. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. See, these people, they knew that they were, they, they knew that they were free in Christ, but what did this freedom mean? So the Apostle Paul, he, he writes to identify the problems in the Corinthian church, to offer solutions, and to teach believers how to live for Christ in a corrupt society. So he, he now, he wasn't just writing to the churches of Corinth. Yes, in that day, but he's also writing this to believers everywhere. <laughs> so 1 Corinthians, when you read it, and please just read, the, actually go through the whole entire letter. 
letter at your leisure. But 1 Corinthians, it calls all Christians, listen to this, because someone said, what does this have to do with relationships? Everything. So it calls all Christians to be careful not to blend in with the world and accept its values and lifestyles. And see, even now, this is a total, this is a whole new message, but and we love everyone. We love you with the love of Jesus. My job is not to condemn. My job is to preach the word and let the word bring about the change. But, 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 but if I come into the body with worldly values that I've accepted in the world, see, I, then I too, without my mind being changed, want the body to accept these same, no, 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 no. This is the body of Christ. Are you here? So we're challenged not to accept its values. They have no values. Their morals are beneath the ground. But it challenges us, and here's where we get our subject. It challenges us to examine our values and our lifestyles in light of our commitment to Christ. So he's challenging us to examine what we are. Am I the toxic individual? Notice he called them infants because they were not yet spiritually healthy and mature. He called them infants. And the proof of their infancy was that they quarreled like children, allowing, here it goes, division to distract them. In other words, that residue from those environments was creating division in the body. You're not hearing me. Well, yes, you are. The residue from our environments. We bring that residue into the body. So if I'm in a bad environment, guess where those tendencies or habits are going? I bring it into the body and it creates division. So that's why it's not strange that there's jealousy in the church. That's why it's not strange that there are quarrels in the church. That's why it's not strange that there are divisions in the church. That's why it's not strange that there are lying in the church. Why? Because if I live in that type of environment, if those were my habits before, without my mind being renewed, I would bring those same tendencies and we think it's the norm. I want you to ask yourself, be honest with yourself, am I a toxic individual? Again, if I want Holy Spirit to heal, I got to be real. I got to be real. Listen, that doesn't mean that you're not saved. It just means that it shows that I'm human and I'm in need of transformation. I'm in need of work. He called them immature. See, immaturity... is a sign of toxicity. I'm, I'm toxic. That being fleshly, worldly, that's a sign of toxic. Being toxic. Controlled by their own desires. See, mature believers, watch this, are in tune with God's desires. Why is this important? Because immaturity or toxicity hinders you, and I said this earlier, being toxic hinders you from hearing and heeding to the power 
and influence of Holy Spirit. Let's look at this from the ERV version, same pericope of Scripture. Brothers and sisters, when I was there, I could not talk to you the way I talk to people who are what? Led by the Spirit. So here, when I'm allowing that carnality, that flesh, that immaturity, uh, when I'm allowing myself to be influenced by that nature, it keeps me from being led by the Spirit. Here it go, right here. Do you see this? <clears throat> uh, I had to talk to you like ordinary people of the world. You were like babies in Christ. And teaching I gave you, and the teaching I gave you was like milk, not solid food. I did this because you were not ready for solid food. And even now you are not ready. You are still you are still not what? Following the spirit. So when 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 I allow that immaturity, that those toxic relationships to govern my thoughts, guess what? It, it hinders me from heeding and being led by Holy Spirit. You are jealous of each other and you're always arguing with each other. This shows that you are still following your own selfish desires. You are acting like ordinary people of the world. Again, when you look at the, the bigger picture, when there's divisions, guess what? It breaks down the unity. It takes uh, crystal, it, it takes our focus off the greater mission. It takes our focus off of the vision. And it's nothing but a great distraction from the enemy. So rather than fighting one another, we should be banding together against the enemy. As a matter of fact, when you look at chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians, after a brief introduction, Apostle Paul immediately turns to the question of unity. Again, our environment affects our ability to be united in purpose. Our environment affects our ability to be united in purpose. Again, our environment affects our ability to be united in purpose. If I'm in the wrong environment, it's going to affect my ability in a negative fashion. If I'm in the right environment, it's going to affect my ability in a positive fashion. Why? Because our habitations become our habits. See, what influences us becomes, ooh, I will write this down. What influences us becomes infectious to those around us. In other words, we become contagious. And here's the thing. If we're going to spread anything... Let it be good germs. Did you hear what I said? What influences us becomes infectious to those around us. It was right there in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. You're immature because of your old nature. Notice they were gripped by their environment. So they brought those infectious, infectious tendencies into the body. So there were those in the body jealous. There were those in the body fighting, 
creating strife. Why? Because those were the environments that they were used to. Are you here? And, and, and people still play with it. Man, toxic is toxic. I don't care how long I've known you. This is not third grade any longer. We're no longer in college. We're no longer in high school. No, 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 no. Toxic is toxic. And we have to realize that. See, what influences us becomes what? Infectious to those around us. In other words, because we are infected, we infect others. That's why they want you now to suit up when you go out in public. Put your gloves on. Put your mask on. Why? Because if you're carrying this virus... If you if you are a carrier of this virus, it's possible, and with this demon, highly contagious, just like being toxic, it's highly contagious. And, and we can affect those that we come around. See, I have to ask the question, what type of energy do I carry? You know. And if I carry a bad energy, see, as soon as, that, soon as you hit the room, that people can sense something. The, the whole atmosphere doesn't change. Why keep that going on any longer? You got to wake up. You, you, look, you did that all 2019. Don't be like that in 2020. Proverbs 10, 17. He who learns from instruction and correction is on the right path. Of life. Listen to this. Because let me show you where I just got that, what I just said from. I said, if you're infectious, you're going to do what? Infect other people. I, I got it right here. Look, look at this. Why did my iPad go off? <laughs> okay. So you're going to play them kind of games, huh? He's, he who learns from instruction and correction is on what? The right path of life. And for others, his example, what? Is a path towards wisdom and blessing. He who, read it out loud. He who learns from instruction and correction and for others, is a path toward wisdom and blessing. But he ignores and refuses correction. Goes off what? Course. And for others, his what? Example. See, his, his, his influence is an influence on the path toward sin and ruin. Are you here? Y'all missed that. He who learns from instruction and correction is on the path of in other words, when I, when I can receive correction, when I, when I allow that thing to, to, to affect me and influence me, because I do the right thing, you're going to do the right thing. Why? Because of my example, because of my influence. So if I do the wrong thing, because of that influence, you're going to be led to do the wrong thing. Are you here? You hear? First Corinthians one, 
1 in 10. Brothers and sisters, <laughs> by the authority of Lord Jesus, and I'm just as Apostle Paul, I beg all of you to agree with each other. You should not be divided in different groups. Be completely joined together again with the same kind of thinking, the same purpose. Let, let me tell you, and I'm speaking prophetically, to the body of Christ. Holy Spirit is challenging us to when we come together as a church, corporate, I'm talking about believers everywhere, that we come back together not divided. But completely joined together again with the same kind of thinking and the same purpose. Wow. So you have to begin by doing a self-introspection. Take a deep look within self. Listen, and if multiple people, and there's nothing wrong with checking just to see. You seem counter salty. No, I'm not. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's not going to hurt just to ask the question, you know what, am I? See, because you can get so used to acting a certain way that you are no longer conscious of the fact that your disposition is salty. Researchers, and I said this years ago, researchers have shown that we think more than 50,000 50, thoughts per day, of which more than half are negative, and more than 90% are just repeated thoughts from the day before. So in other words, th there is no new thinking for a lot of people. So since there is no new thinking or no new renewing of the mind, no transformation is being made visible. So no new information, no new transformations. So if I'm not being informed, how in the world can I expect to be transformed and I'm not being informed? Are you here? So if you don't take time to reflect and refocus your mind through self-introspection, see, what happens, you, you won't give yourself an opportunity to grow and develop. Because, see, Again, that's going to be one of the things I ask later. That's nothing pride. That's not me. But I, I, what's wrong with asking, is that me? <laughs> again, what we have to realize, that's why it's so important that once we're born again, man, we need to begin a process of exchanging our thoughts, weighing everything against the word. And we think that, you know, look, <laughs> nothing, you, just because you finished this or you finished that, you went here and went there, that doesn't mean that you have escaped from, you have escaped or removed yourselves from being one who is toxic or, or, or having mental issues. You have people doing performance surgery who have mental issues. You have people with PhDs with mental issues, unresolved issues.
And see, here's the thing. The reason why it's good to, this must be done often. Because we're good at coming up with rational explanations for irrational behaviors. See, this will keep you from trying to justify the bad behavior or the toxicity. Are you here? Again, ask yourself, what type of energy do I bring into my environment? Huh? In order to stop being a toxic person, we must become self-aware. Once you become self-aware, you become more attentive. Now listen to this, which leads to becoming more intentional about becoming the new creation that you are in Christ. Did you hear that? And see, perhaps the best way to do this is by allowing yourselves to be diagnosed by the one who created you. Allow yourselves to be diagnosed. Just like driving a car. Listen, when that check engine light comes on, you know something wrong with it. But the best way to know what's going on is take it to the manufacturer. Why? Because they created this product. And nobody knows it like they do. Nobody knows you like our Heavenly Father who created you. So the best way is allowing ourselves to be, by, be diagnosed by the one who created us. Then allow the person, power, and presence of Holy Spirit to go to work inside of you. You missed that. See, in other words, once I become aware of it, he then gives me the prognosis or how to overcome this thing. Then I just do what he, because he's my helper. And if I just do it, then I see myself walking in that thing. My, my part is to, is to initiate and become aware. Then I use his tools to overcome this thing. Oh, my goodness. Are you here? Let me show you. Psalm 139, 23, and 24. Again. <laughs> you see, we, we, we try to do like most people even do with their vehicles. You see a light and you pass it and you, you just you let everybody do the stuff and it gets worse. We take it to that shade tree mechanic. Those toxic friends who we think know. And they about like practicing. Hadn't really. Yeah. Because if the part was on there when I brought it to you, don't tell me that it's not needed when I pick it up. Are you here? So, so we'll cake over it rather than just taking it to the manufacturer and letting them diagnose it, then tell me what the prognosis is. And a lot of, t listen, a lot of it, once you find out, you can actually do it yourself. Why? Because they've given you 
what you need in order to fix it. But my thing, but first, I have to take it to the manufacturer. Let me go to God. Lord, show me me. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my ancient thoughts. Point, see, this is being real. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. See, that's, that's a sign of maturity. Lord, show me me. Proverbs 26, no, I'm sorry, Psalm 26 and 2. Examine me, God, from head to foot. Now, let me say this too. A lot of times he will use even your seers, your leaders to point out. Are you here? Those mentors. So I can't be afraid when my leader points it out. Hey. You offended. No, I'm not. And you know you are. Hey, hey you, you, fix it. You need to straighten up. No, I don't. Hmm. Examine me, God, from head to foot. Order your battery of tests. Make sure I'm fit inside and out. Are you fit inside and out? Lamentations 340. Let us look closely at our ways and examine them and then return to the Lord. In other words, look, he says, let us look closer, consider my ways. Let me examine. And when you realize, man, you don't, man, I, that's me. Return to the Lord. What do you mean? Go to the Lord for the fix. Lord, I recognized. Let him. But see, I have to yield myself. Let me close with these. I just, just ask these few questions. Am I a toxic one? A couple of things you can ask yourself. Am I cynical? Am I cynical? The person with cynicism is the person who never sees good in anything or anyone. I mean, everything is, I mean, just a, pe just a pessimist. I mean, they can't find good in any, always negative, as Pastor calls them, negative Nancy. And the problem with cynicism is as long as you are, as long as it's your default perspective, you can't be a catalyst for positive change. Wow. Why? Because cynicism is all about how you see things. And when the eye is bad, the whole body is full of darkness. And how great is that darkness? Matter of fact, let's start with this. Am I a toxic person? Am I a toxic person? Again, and see, it, no matter how much we try to fool people or pull the wool over people's eyes, we know when we are willfully and intentionally trying to promote harm on another person or another situation.
Am I a gossip? Am I a person who stirs up strife? Am I jealous of others? I see these things were things that were going on in the church at Corinth among people who would not divorce or who, or who were struggling with divorcing themselves from their environment. Do I harbor resentment? Am I easily offended? Am I a sore of discord? Am I a prideful person? Ask yourself these questions. It, it, it's not, beloved, until you come to that place where you get transparent before the Lord. Lord, is it me? Show me me. And sometimes he will work through your children. He'll work through your spouse. He will work through another mature believer. He will work through your pastor. But we have to be willing to at least ask the question, am I a toxic individual? You know the type of energy that you carry. You know what type of person you are. And, and, and you know, and let's not just use words carelessly. Lord, I want to be more like you. Purify me, Lord. And we know that inwardly we really don't mean it because if, if I really want him to purify me, I won't be afraid to be transparent before God. And I won't kick against those who try to show me a better way. Listen. It's time for us to wake up. We're closer now to the return of Jesus than when we first believed. God wants to pull us together as a body. Listen, and look at the bigger mission and purpose, which is to harvest souls, man, for the kingdom of God. There are going to be people who are not caught up that are going to get left behind. And we need, we, we need to seize this opportunity to spread the gospel of peace like never before. See, if you're too busy fighting and, and being in, in, in mephitic environments, you're not concerned about your unsaved cousin, your unsaved husband, unsaved wife, unsaved friend, unsaved person that you don't see. Those are no concern. Why? Because I'm so distracted by the toxic environment that the things that are most important no longer even matter. Holy Spirit is challenging us to ask ourselves the question, am I the one that's toxic? Listen, and if you're not the one, I need to ask myself also the question, am I around the one that's toxic? And if you are, take the apostle Paul's advice. Don't even sit and eat a two-piece fish dinner with such a person. <laughs> Don't even sit and eat a meal with them. Listen, beloved. I challenge you today to ask the question, am I the one 
that's toxic. And if you are, what better day, better day than today to deal with it? How can I do it? Well, I tell you what, you need a power greater than yourself to overcome this. And that power can only be found in the name of Jesus. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.